Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, February 29, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the market continues to go sideways in this upper range near the all-time highs. The trend is your friend, and this is a bullish development, specifically because of why. Well, this week, the market had ample opportunity to kill the tape. They could have done it on the GDP. They could have done it on the PCE. What they did was choose not to kill the tape, not to even run a test of the breakup candle low down around 503, and instead, they're continuing to eat time off the clock, try to rally a little bit today even at the end of the day they tried to have a little bit of a what we call end of the day jam session but got rejected from just short of 510 by making a new high today not a new all-time high just a new high on the day it's all meaningless we're going to defer to the larger picture the bigger time frame the daily chart and say what are they doing they're eating time off the clock in a bullish flaggish pullbackish format take the market at face value now what about that trend line is that still overhead resistance and i say yes it's still overhead resistance for tomorrow for example we'll call it right around 512 it's a give or take what am i going to do with that line if hit sooner than later i'm going to short the line but I'm going to give it some time. If you don't understand what that means, come over to the live room and we'll have that discussion. Speaking of which, something came up. This is to notify this is a service announcement. There will be no inside the numbers or live room tomorrow from me. Jordan will run the live room, so there will be a session. I will post the numbers early in the day for inside the numbers for the morning session and for the live room members. They'll have everything they need. Something came up, and I do have to be away from the screens. Service announcement. My apologies. Just to reiterate one more time, Jordan is running the live room tomorrow. We will be open for business. He will have the numbers. Did anything material happen so far this week? Let's put this in perspective. Look at the size of this weekly candle. It's very narrow in comparison to almost every other week on the board with minor exception. What we'll call this is an indecision week. They're not going down, they're not going up, they're eating time off the clock. Now here's a little added bonus. Earlier this week, one of the traders in the live room asked me about cycles and he asked me, what am I looking for coming up in terms of cycles? And I told him that I'm actually looking for a low sometime, we'll call it April, May time frame. What does that mean? That means we're looking for a top. We're looking for the market to put in a top and roll over. However, and this comes right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader. Does that mean you indiscriminately short the market? No, it doesn't. You wait for a sign and or signal of a trend change, which gives you something to trade against. What does that mean? That means, for example, look at this little candle that I drew down here. 
So this is a tail where the market would hypothetically close near the low with a tail candle at a high on the chart. That gives you something to trade against. The high of this imaginary candle, daily closes above, for example, would mean the trade is now off the table if you were short against that high. That's the terminology. That's what that means. That's what I'll be doing. I would like to get an opportunity to do it at or above this trend line around 512. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. We're looking for a top. Will it come in tomorrow? Will it come in next week? Will it take two more weeks? I'm not sure, but we're looking for a top. Those of you looking at the weekly chart will notice if you've taken the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, that we're not yet, but we're coming into a zone for an on-time type of situation. I would put that one on a sticky note too. A little bit far from home base. And here's something I said a while ago. I'll reiterate it. If and when they correct, it's really a when, when they correct, where are they going to come down to at least and find a minimum of short-term support? Doesn't mean this has to be the end of the decline, but they will be back to run a test of the most recent breakout area. We'll call it 482, 483. The actual place is right at about 480. So you can expect the market to correct at least that much at some point. They'd still be above all the moving averages on the weekly chart. But when you look at the daily chart, that's a pretty good decline. That'll bolt on about 2,500 to 3,000 Dow points, about 300 S&P points, 250, 300, something in that neighborhood. That's a reasonable corrective move. They'll come down 100 and 150 handles before you have a chance to blink. They'll do that in a day or two. It's just the way the market works. Escalator up, elevator down. How do we do inside the numbers today? Well, I have to say, and I think... The traders from the live room and inside the numbers would concur we had a pretty darn good day trading today. A lot of people made a lot of money. We've got something for everybody. Woke up to a little downside pressure on the tape. You get the numbers out early. And then as they get closer to the opening bell, certainly we had the 8.30 data release shuffle going on. So they popped the market back up in a rescue operation formation as a result of that. So the lower numbers at 503, 504, that didn't matter. But if she gets above yesterday's close, the flat line, what happens? 507.85 would be a target, give or take. Let's start there. And just to get a snapshot of the chart, 507.85 is the blue horizontal line. Today's activity is right at the vertical line. They opened above it. Cut through it like a hot knife through butter at the open. Ran a test from underneath and was summarily rejected. Fair enough. Stay with me. There's a method to the madness. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The data is out and Mrs. Market decided on an early rescue to get back to the pre-market green side. As long as they are above 506.20, the door is open for 507.85. So they did all that in the pre-market, but I'm starting early on a day like today with the notes because of the 8.30 a.m. data shuffle. And I know they're going to move the market today, so I'm focused. 
I'm focused every day, but today I was focused early for the benefit of the members reading the early notes. So here's where we are now. Above 507.85 and staying above on candle closes opens the door for 509.25. That was the next important number I had above. By golly, I knew they were headed somewhere at the end of the day. Now we know where it was. Only traders that were with me from early this morning knew exactly that number from before the opening bell. That's where they were headed at the end of the day to finish some what? Unfinished business. Now, early this morning, you could see even before the opening bell, we're willing to short that early in the day. You could see right here at the 9.15 post, 509 and a quarter up to a spike of 510 is a short scalp with potential. You saw what happened at the end of the day. They spiked it and they collapsed right back down. So that was the trade. They just didn't do it early in the day. They did it at the closing bell. Same trade, 855 or 915 this morning. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. 507.85 is our pivot. If she falls, first support is 507.20, give or take. Below that, opens the door down to 506.20. Normal testing stuff. Just got slightly below 507 on this rundown. What were we doing in the live room? What was inside the number members doing? They were buying the market for a bounce back in the other direction, a scalp with potential. They gave us the base hit and then some. They never gave us a rocket ride, but they traded in a range back and forth. So they certainly gave us plenty out of a 507.20 or 507 trade all the way back up to what? Almost 507.85. That's a just fine base hit with potential. Nothing wrong with that. Plenty of participation in the live trading room and inside the numbers. And here I gave you the reason why 507.20 give or take and down to 507 constitutes the give or take. Could be a bounce the tape that's the most recent breakout area. Normal testing stuff. So they did the thing. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. What else we got? The just in case or if they were to come back down 506.65 or 55, a spike of 506 is the next slash support by zone. 506.55 to a spike of 506. Next by zone. And they did spike 506 by a little bit, but that was the next support zone. And what did they do? Absolutely ripped it back in the other direction. Never looked back. That was trade number two in the S&P for the live trading room and inside the numbers. We were piling in this one for more member profits coming out the yin-yang. Anybody needs to know where the yin-yang is, look it up at the University of Google. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in here. Everything traders need to be successful trading the S&P each and every day. Why is that? Because I have a relationship with the S&P. I explain that to the live room members all the time. We had some stocks on the move today. We had HPQ, DV, Snow, and BBWI. We're just going to take a look at DV off this list. It's the only one that hit its numbers. However, we are going to look at one more and I'll explain it. How about double verify DV? Stock's down about 20% at the opening bell. You pick it off at $30.89. They spike it by just a few pennies. Sorry, 31.30 was our number. And you can see what happened. They absolutely ripped it back in the other direction. The high just minutes later, 34, 
20 off a 31.30 buy. Do the math yourself. That's in a matter of minutes with a stock that's down about 20% at the opening bell. Nice trade. The numbers work. Now, this one is a slightly different story. I'll tell you what happened. It's a good story. Well, it's not a good story. It's just a story. I had this one on the board early, but then I realized that something wasn't kosher with this thing. The CEO's leaving, the CFO's leaving on administrative leave something. There's probably an accounting scandal. Who knows what it is? Doesn't matter. Fraud. We don't know. With those kind of situations, I really err on the side of caution. I'm not going to trade or traffic in those vehicles when there's those kind of things. It's a little bit disjointed when you have something of an anomaly going. So our bread is buttered elsewhere. So I took Chemers CC, whatever this one is, off the board. However, once it opened, I brought it back on the board for the live room and I showed him this. I showed him a zone down 1560 to 15 and a quarter where those were the numbers. That was the place. We talked it through about the reason the thing was down. It was halted. Then it was not. Then it was halted again. Second time it was halted. I said, you're probably going to get a gap higher open. They did. And the rest is history. But it just goes to show you accounting scandal, fraud, CEO, CFO leaving, whatever the reason is. I didn't even look it up. I don't care. But here it is. The numbers still worked nonetheless. That's the lesson. It is pretty incredible. I don't care what anybody says. What about the cues? Anything different than we talked about in the spider? No, it's the exact same thing. Eating time off the clock, beating on the old highs just from a few days ago. They're basically in a bullish formation, grinding higher. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Same routine on the weekly chart. We've been saying this for the last three or so weeks in a row. All they've been doing is eating time off the clock. That's it. That's bullish until it's not. There will come a day when the market will reverse and it will start a downtrend for several weeks. That's not today. Today, we take the market at face value. Tomorrow, we take the market at face value. Whichever day they do that, that will be that day's face value. We're not going to guess in advance. What about the folks over in the IWM camp? Finished up with relative strength against the SPY today, up seven-tenths of a percent. They were up higher, but didn't finish at the highs. So be it. They're still grinding higher. They're in an uptrend. They're beating on the highs. We looked at this last week that when you see they're just back at the recent highs above all the moving averages in an uptrend. This was a pullback in an uptrend. They went up, they pulled back, and they resumed the uptrend. That's what's going on now. They're just grinding or trying to grind through the highs that were made in December. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Take it at face value until they show you something different. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Relative strength against the SPY, my second favorite market leading indicator. A number one is IWM, but this one, Transports, is my favorite canary in the coal mine, trying to get back above all and the last, the 20 of the daily moving averages. If they do, it puts this back in an uptrend. And what do you have here? A weekly chart clearing up the noise that's eating time off the clock above all the moving averages. Consider this an eating time off the clock box underneath the most recent highs over here. So what they're doing is building energy to get up into and through that area. That is technically what's going on with the DJT or team transports. 
We looked at the Qs, did that one out of order. We go over to the XLF, and what do we have? As long as they're above 4010, the door's open for 4080. Nothing's changed. 4080 is the next spot. If there's nothing wrong with the financials, they were flat today. If there's nothing wrong with the financials, then there's nothing wrong with the underlying theme of the market. Now, flat is relative weakness. So is this day one of something we need to look at? Yeah, maybe it is. It's a small puzzle piece. I'll certainly put it on the table. I'm watching all this stuff every single day. And if I see certain things start to diverge, I am paying close attention. I'm not calling this a divergence just yet. They're certainly bullish. They're above all the moving averages and they're above 4010. And while they're above 4010, absolutely nothing wrong with the financials. Speaking of nothing wrong, what about Smash Mouth? Well, yesterday they came back to test a former breakout area, and today they took a rocket ride back up near the all-time highs made just a few days ago. This is a chart very similar to the Qs. It's a chart very similar to the SPY, the SPX, what have you. It's a chart that is bullish, in an uptrend, grinding higher. Don't do anything on the short side until the market says we're finished. They will be finished. We are looking for a top. That doesn't mean it's coming tomorrow. I'm looking for a top. And with that, we'll leave it there tonight. If I told you, by the way, how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. So we're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.